This is Ion Health, delving into your overall well-being. With Arab Health. On Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to Eye on Health, brought to you by Arab Health with me, Helen Farmer, on Dubai Eye 103.8. This week, we're talking about the future of health. Will there be fewer doctors and more AI taking over? Next time you go to the clinic, could you be greeted by a robot instead of a receptionist? Anything is possible, so we'll be finding out. Our first guest is Dr. Louisa Chateau, who's currently the program manager of the MENA Health Tech program at Plug and Play Abu Dhabi. They oversee several startups and are literally taking healthcare into the future. We are talking about the future of healthcare on Iron Health here, brought to you by Arab Health. And in conversation now with Dr. Louisa Chateau, she's currently the program manager at the MENA Health Tech Program at Plug and Play Abu Dhabi, overseeing a number of tech startups. Hugely exciting opportunity to hear about what could be coming to us in the future. We're picking her brains on some of the things that she's most excited about, really at the forefront of the future. Dr. Louisa, thank you so, so much. Can you explain a little bit, first of all, about what Plug and Play actually does? How are you? taking part in Arab Health? Sure. Thanks, Helen, for having me. It's uh, It's been a dream of mine to be on uh, the show. So yeah, plug and play, think of it as a two-part business. So one, we are a venture capital firm, so we invest early in startups, pre-seed and seed, uh, and support them on the early stages. Now, the other part is what we call corporate innovation. And here we essentially help corporates Uh, Fortune 500 companies or even government entities uh, with their innovation, um, driving their innovation capabilities up and forward uh, by working with startups, but by also, you know, uh, learning how to innovate from within. This this past year then during the pandemic, and I'm not going to say pre-pandemic because we're still in it, um, must have been really exciting for you actually in some ways because we've seen tech having to accelerate at an absolutely incredible rate and having to solve problems that didn't exist 18 months ago. I know it's obviously been a very challenging time and in in some cases obviously very traumatic and and distressing but from a tech point of view especially in the health space it must have been fascinating. Absolutely and I love quoting uh, the CEO of one of the largest tech companies that said it feels like healthcare just discovered the internet last year and it's true (laughs) because we're the latest to adopt the technology there was always that resistance that fear that you know oh telemedicine virtual care is great but maybe in five years maybe in 10 years it was very sci-fi uh, and those conversations i was having them in february 2020 and then you know something happened called covid 19 pandemic that re- actually this is what it, it uncovered the need to use mm-hmm. technology it wasn't a luxury it wasn't a nice have it's an absolute must and i think a big part of it as well is the trust factor from the patient side you know we've we went from working in companies that traditionally told us you know you couldn't possibly do that job from home or we, we that's it's just uh, it's just not on the cards flexible working no we need we need bums on seats to suddenly that being the only option and as you say when it comes to something like telehealth suddenly patients were at home and they needed expert advice and insights and even prescriptions and this was the only way and as a result you know we are talking about telehealth on the show today as well um we've been pushed into an area 
some, in some ways a bit reluctantly, but have found ourselves thriving and it's been a hugely exciting time. And I'm sure a lot of the companies you're speaking with are, as I said, solving problems that weren't even an issue 18 months ago that are now very much going to be part of our future. So it's going to be really exciting. I'm, I'm, I'm keen to talk to you about some of the, the companies, the startups, the ideas that you are, you're featuring and that you're overseeing and supporting. I wanted to start with, with predictive because I find the concept absolutely fascinating. We have, have all sorts of um, experiences or heard of things like 23andMe, you know, the kind of the, like everyone wants to understand who they are. Am I, am I really half Irish? Why do I have, you know, well, everyone wants to understand that genetic makeup, but predictive is taking it not just one step further, but probably maybe 16,000 steps forward. <laughs> Can you tell us a little bit about this company, Louisa? Absolutely. And you said the magic number is 16,000. Uh, and basically think of predictive as why is predictive so amazing is that one, there's this DNA aspect and going so granular and so deep into like personalized healthcare. Uh, and then we didn't, we couldn't advance before when it was human doing the research when it was just human capabilities but then ai came along and then just accelerated that research and that sequencing um ability um and then you end up with a company that sequenced the whole genome for uh, most of the disease out there that you could possibly have or develop and predict that and i love to use the analogy of you know because this is really the future of healthcare, the personalization of it. Uh, we, we may, like, you know, we go to a tailor uh, to make a suit or a dress, and what do we give them? Like our measures, our specific measures, and then we get a bespoke dress, and it looks great. Um, so imagine doing that for healthcare, and for healthcare, you need the data, and the data is in your genes, is in your DNA. And before that, we were just flying blind, making guesses, now we're going to be able to be precise. We've spoken on Iron Health before about women's health and how for decades and decades drugs were tested out on men with the assumption that they was going to have the same result in the female body and we know now that that's very rarely the case. This is even beyond that. This is taking and analysing your entire genome and looking at thousands of diseases conditions medical history and then even going as far as trying out medications kind of in theory before you actually take that prescription home and put it in your body what are the implications for this when it comes to long-term healthcare as an industry but also as an individual i i guess you know that we are going to see a shift with uh, such technologies moving away from healthcare and treating us when we get sick to preventative care. So basically the goal of the healthcare of the future is wellness and prevention. It's not, it's no longer, you know, oh, and, and I think the worst case in, in that is mitigating and detecting early. So if we cannot prevent, n not everything is preventable. So if you cannot prevent, how do you detect it early? And how do you personalize the treatment that, that I will be most likely, you know, able to respond to? And actually, that's the future. And this is this can be done in, in theory, um, and I'm, I'm sure it won't be too far in, in the future, um, on you know, relationships. So, you know, bringing DNA together on, on, on a child, which is incredibly interesting for this part of the world in particular, where blood testing is done um, and obviously in subcontinent as well. But 
as you say, it's about wellness. So it could be, and, and I, I love the sound of this, be like, here is Helen Farmer. This is, this is her makeup and here's her digital twin um, that exists that we can be saying, this is a supplement you should be taking because you've got a predisposition to this and your dad's had colon cancer. So let's be aware of testing this at this level. And here, here are the supplementation you can take to ensure. It's, it's absolutely mind blowing. And, and when we think about the money saved when it comes to treating um, down the line, it's the impact is absolutely enormous. When is this going to be in the mainstream and is this going to be something that is really just for the privileged few i think really when they started this and even 23 and me we're going to see a democratization of these services and Mm. the more people do it that will drive the cost down and actually it all depends on the regulators and all these ecosystem players to really trust in it and make it more available so that the costs of them fabricating those kits and making that technology available will be eventually down and will be commoditized. Like, that is the future. One thing we're hearing time and time again is that health is going to be at home. So rather than going out to a clinic or going to a hospital, there are things we'll be able to test and even scan at home. Can you tell us about Test Card, Dr. Louisa? Sure. And I I absolutely love the team, the founders, uh, Luke and Andrew. They came here. They're quite bullish on uh, Middle East uh, expansion. So hopefully we're going to have their, uh, we could scan their products here very soon. But essentially what it is, is um, taking that test at home, in the comfort of your home, and then using the camera to scan. And that scanning process will generate a report. Now, we all know lab reports. We don't understand anything. It's like we scan for the word negative, positive. And try- <laughs> yeah, and we, look for, we look for normal range and then hope that that's okay. Exactly. And because there's not so, it's not as user-friendly. You're not a professional. You're not expected to be. So then it generates that consumer patient-friendly report with an actionable insight. What do I do after? And that could even go as far as prescriptions? Absolutely, because, you know, more and more we like technology is not trying to create more silos. It's how we ensure the healthcare continuum that starts from home and not a hospital. Mm -hmm. So then you Mm -hmm. have the technology. It uh, it analyzes your, uh, you know, uh, it's a fluid. Could it be it could be blood? It could be urine. uh, And it tells you what's the status, then generates a report, then tells you you might want to visit your pharmacist because maybe you'll, you should take XYZ medicine. Now, we're not cutting the job of the pharmacist. We're just taking them there, making sh- empowering them, making them aware that they might have a condition, catching it early, and then going to the pharmacist to really get that human interaction and medication. Because traditionally, kind of at home, a diagnosis hasn't been the accurate scanning and testing. It has been Dr. Google, which um, is not that helpful. <laughs> <laughs> um, going, going on to, and we, we mentioned that, that phrase digital twin when it came to uh, prescriptive. Vivan Therapeutics are, are taking it in a different direction where they're using fruit flies how? I've got so many questions, Dr. Louisa. Tell us about Vivan and, and what on earth this could mean for us. Sure. So Vivan is really uh, disrupting uh, the realm of oncology and even now genetic uh, diseases like rare disease research. And what it essentially does is taking a piece of your genetic information, 
including it in, a, in the DNA of a fruit fly. So you'll have a fruit fly Helen uh, that would be passing <laughs> around. And then what they essentially do, do is test combination of FDA approved drugs for cancer, because typically uh, when you treat cancer, you need to make choices. An oncologist have, has a lot, like a wide range of uh, medicine to choose from and time mm -hmm. is of the essence. Maybe it's the right one, maybe it's the wrong one. And to switch, he needs to be able to do that faster to ensure the patient's uh, you know, best chances to survive. So that wh what it does, it just accelerate the process because then the fruit fly um, you know, responds to a specific combination of drugs because our genome, uh, our genetic piece of data would react better to that specific mm -hmm. combination. So what it merely does, and I think I wanted to emphasize that to decrease the resistance from clinicians to use technology, there, it's just augmenting the power of a doctor or a pharmacist to do a better job. It's not going to replace it. I don't really believe in a future where only machines would treat you. And I think it's scary for both patient mm -hmm. and uh, doctors. But yeah, it's really augmenting. Think of it as like having a shield, a transformer with super eyes, super ear. And that's the new doctor of the future. <laughs> You mentioned time being of the essence there when it came to cancer detection and, and treatment. And one thing I think the pandemic has really taught us is how quickly healthcare and doctors can respond to a pandemic. And my goodness, we've been incredibly lucky here in the UAE to have a government that's responded so fast with you know smart permits, obviously massive vaccination rollout. But there are you know parts of parts of the world where those early warning systems weren't in place, they weren't agile enough, they didn't have the funding, the technology to, to be able to respond to their communities. So Venus is um, the world's first kind of early warning system for epidemics that can forecast infectious diseases. Maybe two years ago, we might not have been listening so closely to what they've got to say, but I think now the time is, is absolutely right for us to learn a little bit more. Can you explain what they've been doing and, and the impact that could have for future pandemics? So, um, and basically, you know, again, it's using the power of AI, the power of predictive analytics based on past data, because the past is what tells us the future. And what they do is essentially the human eye or like and brain cannot process that amount of data that fast and generate models, or it takes mm -hmm. more time. What it does is based on past data, based on like, you know, going back three months, six months, they're, they're going to be able to project the next year, the next five years, how it's going to spread. So, you know, uh, that is crucial. I wish, you know, more countries use that technology because um, what it did, like they did a pilot with the Singaporean government where they only needed as little as four or five weeks of data to project accurately for more than a year after the pandemic declares how it will move. Just just absolutely incredible to hear some of the things that have been happening behind the scenes that you're overseeing at Plug and Play. Look, Dr. Louisa, thank you so much for your time today. Hugely exciting to hear about some of the things that, you know, are at the very edge of, like, you know, it feels like the future is, is happening today, but something that hopefully in years to come will just be commonplace and that we can all benefit from. So thank you for sharing everything that's going on with you. Really appreciate your time. 
My pleasure. Take care. Absolutely fascinating to hear about some of the ideas out there. So if you've got one, it is plug and play that you need to contact. Up next, we're talking about AI and cancer detection. Eye on Health on Dubai Eye 103.8. With Arab Health, uniting the healthcare communities through business and education.